to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave. I'm joined, as always, by Ike. Ike, how are you? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, I think I would... uh, I think I would even say I'm doing pretty good today. I'm kind of hungry, but otherwise I'm doing good. Yeah, me too. I kind of stay in a perpetual state of hunger, though. <laughs> Especially, you know, I'm, I'm in this, I'm in this trying to watch what I eat and eat a little better and, and, and you know, and all that good stuff. And I'm like, my body is still just like fighting. So it's right, like, I, I've not, I've not adjusted, but uh, that's all right because uh, I, I'm determined. I'm persistent. I'm stubborn. I, I will, I will conquer. Anyway. <laughs> Hopefully I don't get I don't get a little hangry on the podcast here today, but we'll see. No, no, I'm good. Uh, anyway, here we go. Thank you for listening to us, and wherever you are, make sure you subscribe to us, as well as going out there and following us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox, TikTok, and Slasher. All you gotta do is look up "Listen to Screams." That is "Listen the Number Two and Screams." You can also go to our uh, T-shirt store. We have a T-shirt store on T Public. You can visit that by going to tinyurl.com screams shirts. That is screams, plural shirts, all one word. A special thank you to our wives, Monica and Kayla, for their support, their research. They're going to the movies with us, uh, all kinds of stuff, uh, you know, for, for, for just being there for us. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Evil Dead Rise, the newest installment in the Evil Dead, Evil Dead franchise that just came out in theaters. Uh, before we get there, we'll make sure we'll tell you that uh, that movie, as well as any others we discuss, uh, we will have spoilers in the course of our discussions. So, Ike, uh, besides Evil Dead Rise, uh, did you watch anything else uh, this past week? Yeah, yeah, actually, I watched a couple of things. Um, so, first and foremost, um, I'm still watching. Uh, every week, I watch the new episode of Yellow Jackets. Uh, you know, this week, actually, we have no episode on Friday, so I'm kind of depressed about that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> otherwise, um, I don't know. I think, I think last week I talked about it, but I finished that show, the center. Uh, I'm still kind of reeling from that one just cause it was so good. Um, and then, uh, we recently, I, I did a rewatch of the first conjuring movie. Um, I'm probably going to be watching the rest of them. Um, I just really like the conjuring movies. It's so good. Um, let's see. I did obviously. Uh, I got. Oh, speaking of Evil Dead, um, me and my wife. Uh, my wife had never seen any of the Evil Dead movies, so uh, I had to go in and we watched uh, all three of the original. Um, she had seen the remake before, but we rewatched the 2013 Feed Alvarez remake, and then we started the Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah, that's right. And, what did she think of the three original movies? <laughs> she, she she liked the first one. Um, you know, uh, to preface this. My wife is uh, she's like two about two years younger than I am, um, so we're about the same age. So it's not like a huge age gap or anything. So you know, being in the same generation as one another, like she really doesn't like movies made before the '90s. Um, so so when I told well, that, her that these that's were a shame. Like, that's what I said. I was like, some of my favorite movies are from the '80s and the '70s even. But so so we sat down and we watched the the first one. She she thought the first one was okay. Um, we watched the second one, and she she thought the second was kind of stupid because it was like, um, you know, basically yeah. it's rehashing the events of the first one and then like a whole another story. She liked Army of Darkness. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, well, hey, Army of Darkness is my my favorite. I would say out of the three original, I love Army of Darkness. Oh. Uh, um, too much for me. 
Oh, I love it, man. And uh, she uh, she obviously liked the Feed Alvarez one. I, I think she said that was like her favorite, but then she thought the Evil Dead Rise is her most favorite out of all of them, um, which, you know, I, I don't blame her. It was good. But, you know, yeah, so she didn't really care that much for the old ones. <laughs> uh, I do. The series is good, though. Ash vs. Yeah. Evil Dead, is, it's really good. Yeah, she she liked it. Um, I I think she was a little evil deaded out, so we only got a couple episodes in, because <laughs> you know we're watching the same thing for <laughs> hours. Um, let's see. I, I think that's pretty much all that I watched. Um, because definitely we wanted to watch the Evil Dead movies in anticipation for the new movie. You, obviously, you got to binge those movies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I watched those before going to. Uh, I only watched a couple of things. I did rewatch Scream Six. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later as to why it's, it's out there now. So, but I did rewatch that. I just thought it, I still got the same reaction to it. It's just, I, I thought it was, it was okay. And then it just kind of fell flat for me there towards the end. It's just, I, I stand by our review uh, that we gave. So if you, you know, if anyone wants to hear that, go back and look at that in the archives. Uh, and then I did, I don't know why, just on a whim, I watched from 1981. I watched happy birthday to me. Uh, actually, it's not a whim. I, I was literally sitting here and, and, my wife, Monica, came through and I said, hey, so give me a slasher from the 80s. She was happy birthday to me. I said, OK, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's essentially that was that was it. So I watched it. And it's uh, not bad. Not bad. It's it's a little funny to me to see the one of the girls from uh, Little House on the Prairie in a in a, in a horror movie. It's just ooh, seems weird to me. But uh, it is what it is. Otherwise, it's about all I watched. I, uh, I'm actually yeah. not horror related. I, I'm, I'm going to rewatch a uh in the midst of a rewatch of the Indiana Jones movies. I just got a whim. I haven't seen those in a while. So I've, I've been watching those. So non-horror related, but they're still very good movies. Slightly off yeah. topic. Um, what are your thoughts on the the one that's about to come out? The the one that's, uh, what is it? The Dial of Destiny? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I think, because I think they'll do it right. I think yeah. this, in this day and age, they've shown that they can, uh, they can walk the line properly, right? With that aging. And I think the thing is the, the, the elderly Indiana Jones will, will play a part. They're not going to try to make him, you know, like he's younger or anything. He, he'll, he'll, I think he's going to play his age. Yeah. And uh, my gut says he's, I, I, I think, uh, you know, and this is no spoiler because I haven't heard anything, but my gut says, oh, I think Indy's dying in this one. I, I think this is going to put a close on it. Uh, I don't know if they're going to pass the baton on to anybody else, you know, to try to keep some Indiana Jones going. But uh, I mean, Harrison Ford is, he has publicly stated this is, this is it. It's the last time he will portray Indiana Jones. So, yeah. And yeah, if, uh, just, him, uh, if him playing Hot Solo is any constellation, you know, or uh, any indication, typically he's like, ah, kill me. That's that's that, that's the way he is. That, that's what I was going to say, because I'm pretty sure he only agreed to do the do the uh, uh, what was it? Force Awakens if they killed him. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I, I thought it looked pretty good, too. Obviously, it's not horror related, but I will say um, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is where, like, the guy's face gets melted. And yeah. uh, that's pretty spooky if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of freaked me as a kid. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, but but I I, I always loved Indiana Jones uh, as a kid. It was one of my favorite franchises. Uh, and but I had, like I said, I hadn't watched them in a long time, so decided to dive in. And uh, I'm, I'm two movies through it, so I got two more to go, including the one with Shia LaBeouf. That's that one's. <laughs> you don't you don't like the Crystal not, Skulls? <laughs> that one's not the best, but you know, I I have to watch it so. But here we go. Uh, now that we've got through that, uh, this week we're going to debut a new segment, a new game here on the show. Stump the Co-Host. And this game is going to be called Stump the Co-Host. And I, basically what this is, this is uh, this is trivia. It's all it is. It's horror trivia. 
We have ordered identical decks of horror trivia cards online. We've shuffled them up. We've not looked at them. And basically, each time we play this game, we're pulling two cards, which is a total of four questions. We will alternate asking each other these questions. We will keep a tally, and we will either have a winner, loser, or we will draw. And then come the end of the year, when we do our 2023 year-end review episode, we'll uh, do a grand tally and determine who the Listen to Their Screams 2023 Trivia Champion will be. So I think now you can just go ahead and take my order on how you want to engrave my trophy. So, <laughs> Yeah, is that right? Uh, we'll see. Um, arrogance is not being played. So, Mike, <laughs> do you have your two cards? I have my two cards. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. You're getting the first question. I'm ready. Here we go. The debut question for Stump the Co-Host. What was the name of the killer and mortician in the movie Phantasm? Oh, fuck. Immedi- immediately. Because I, so I have seen Phantasm. Um, Me so too, but it has been a while. Yeah, I, so I watched it for the very first time. And I and if I remember correctly, they don't really, they, they don't name him in the movie. He's just like a mysterious figure. I don't think that he actually, like, his name is spoken aloud until like one of the later Phantasm movies. Um but I remember it's like it's not an actual name. It's it's like uh, it's like it's like the Mandalorian. It's not not like that, but like the Mandalorian. That's obviously not a person's name. It's like a title. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, it, is it like it's not? No, it's not that. Oh my god! Immediately, the first question that had to be the first question, the fucking phantasm question. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh man. Okay, so. Is it the is it the crypt keeper? I don't know. No, it is the tall man. It, I you know what? Now that you say that, I, that makes sense. You're uh, on the right on the right lines there, but yep. Yeah. Oh, so there you go. You've already missed one, so now's my chance. Let's see. So bring it. Let's see what happens. See if I can get as embarrassed. Uh, absolutely not. Um, which installment from the Halloween franchise did not feature Michael Myers? Well, that would be Halloween <laughs> season of the witch. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> I love that movie too, even this, despite it does not have. But technically, Michael Myers is in it because they're he appears on the TV and during one scene. Remember, they're watching the original True. Halloween. So, so, but we, we're 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 going Fake by news. the car. <laughs> All right, here is your second question. You'll get this one right. What post-apocalyptic horror TV series? Is based on the comic book series created by Robert Kirkman. Um, Pat, I'm gonna go with uh, what is The Walking Dead? That is correct. The Walking Dead. All right, so you tied it back up. We're at one apiece. Okay, so this one. Okay, this one. This one's a 50-50. So I, I guess you, yeah, you might, maybe, I don't know if you quick thinking. I don't know. So, which franchise has the most sequels? A Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween? Um, well, wow. I will I will say Halloween. And you would be correct. All right. Does it give the numbers on there? No? It doesn't give the numbers. It just says Halloween. But I, I would I, I kind of was leaning towards Halloween just because they have all those new movies that I guess would be considered sequels. Yeah, that's what I, I was wondering, though. What, uh, that's what I was wondering when these cards are produced and how far it goes into it. 
Uh, well, these are produced in 2022, so I'm assuming it would have up to at, it, at least you know. Halloween kills, right? Yeah, at least I would think so. Sorry, All right, I'm grabbing some rubber bands here because I need to keep these cards separate because God knows I'll ask you the same questions. <laughs> oh, no, don't, don't do it then. You're, just all right. <laughs> You're like, just give me the same question. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Here is your third question. What is the name of the horror film magazine that debuted in 1979 and is returning to print in 2018? Um, fuck. I, it's Corey. I'm pretty sure Corey Taylor from Slipknot is bringing it back. Um, I know it's not Fangoria because that one was always around. Um, well, here's the deal. It is Fangoria, so I will give you that. Really? I thought Fangoria was continuing to be produced. No, no. They, they disappeared for a few years there. Mm, well, then is it the, the, the one you're thinking of is was famous monsters of Finland that uh, the Slipknot dude. But yes, uh, it is returning as well. But yes, Fangoria did stop print for a few years there. Uh, it is back now, but uh, but you're correct. I'll give it to you. It's Fangoria. All right, I'll take it. All right. Oh, okay. I don't know. You might get this one. I'm not sure. All right. So set in the 1630s, New England. What 2015 movie involves an English farmer and his family who relocates to the forest to pardon me, relocates to a forest which lurks an unknown evil? Son of a gun. These kind of see these kind of movies are not my wheelhouse. Ah, 2015, huh? Yep, 2015. And it's set in six. Oh, I, I feel like I, I feel like I know this. I feel like I should know this. Damn it. Yeah. I say it was a it was a pretty uh I mean it was pretty popular I think. It it had a little it had a pretty good critical re- reception if I remember correctly. Hmm. Well, that does sound it does it sounds very familiar. I am sure I have seen it, but for some reason I'm shooting a complete and total blank on it. So, go ahead, tell me what is it? It is The Witch. The Witch, yeah. Damn it, I did see that. Uh-oh. So now we're down to the last question for each of us and we are tied at two apiece. That's right. So here we go. Your last question. What body part was the creature after in the movie Jeepers Creepers? It was it was his eyes, wasn't it? It was his eyes. Correct. So there you go. You took the lead of three. Now I, I got to see if I can tie you up and make uh, this a draw. I don't know. This one's pretty hard. Uh, Leatherface was a character in what horror film? <laughs> Uh, how about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I am sorry, it's the text. No kidding. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I guess that means that we are tied at three and three. That's right. The first week, it is a draw. Hey, we got three out of four apiece. That's not bad. I, I, 75%. <laughs> I'll take it. That's right. That's double Hall of Fame career right there. I will take it. So there you have it. First edition of Stump the Co-Host. We, uh, we we stumped each other once uh, and finished with the draw. Let's hope that it's just not a draw all year. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> that's the way it goes. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we will have news. Remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil lots. You've been warned. And we're back with some news and some upcoming spookies. 
So we have, first and foremost, we have Funko Games announced they will be releasing a tabletop card game based on the Scream franchise. It is expected to release sometime mid-2023. It will be a retail for $19.99. Obviously, I love tabletop card games, and if it's horror-themed, I am 1,000% on board. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Sounds fun. I mean, uh, I know some of these games like this are a little weird in their their gameplay and their rules, but, man, it's Scream. It'll be fun. I'm going to give it a try. Absolutely. And on the same uh, thought process there, Scream 6 is also now available on Video On Demand and on Paramount+. Plus. The movie will be released on physical media on July 11th, and uh, be sure to look for uh, our, pardon me, through our archives for our Scream franchise episode and our Scream 6 review episode, obviously. Uh, we mentioned those a little bit earlier, but uh, yeah, absolutely. And I know, Dave, you said you went ahead and already watched it on, on uh, Video On Demand. I did when it came out. I thought, you know what? I'll give it another shot. I mean, here's the thing. I didn't hate the movie. I was just slightly disappointed, especially, you know, the like we said, the last third of the movie or so or whatever you want to call it, quarter of the movie. Uh, but, you know, it's not one of those that when I do a rewatch, I'm going to dread uh, because it, it had it had it had moments. So, but, yeah, I thought, hell, I'm going to watch it again. And, uh, you know, like I said, I stand by a review. But, uh, <laughs> Can't beat it. Well. Uh, on a slightly different note, uh, we also have the Pope's Exorcist that, uh, you know, released at the same time as uh, was the Mario movie, actually. And, and Renfield. It, and Renfield. Um, and it grossed over $52 million at the box office, and it looks like a sequel is in early development. No details are available, but Russell Crowe is expected to return. And weirdly enough, we're actually going to be reviewing this movie next week on our uh, next uh, episode. So keep an eye for that. But uh, I'm pretty excited for it. Excited. Yeah, me too. I I, I like exorcist movies. I I think the, that kind of genre is, is, it's very nice and uh, very spooky. So I'm pretty pumped for that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Speaking of ghosties, um, we have the new Ghostbusters movie, which will premiere on December 20, 2023. This is going to star Paul Rudd, Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, and McKenna Grace. Um, I believe all of them are returning from the uh, last movie. Um, But uh, William Atherton uh, has been spotted on set of the filming of the movie, which means his uh, character Walter Peck may be returning to the franchise. Rumors have also arisen that the original cast members from the 1984 movie will again be making appearances. Um, I really liked Ghostbusters Afterlife. I, it was really awesome, so I'll definitely be excited to watch this one. Yeah, I know. I know Winston plays, is supposedly going to play a, big, a much bigger role in this movie, a, a different kind of role. Uh, but I think Ernie Hudson let it slip in an interview that kind of a kind of alleged that the other the other living Ghostbusters actors will will be in this movie as well. Just in probably I don't think in major roles, but they'll be in it. Uh, but, yeah, it's pretty excited that Walter Peck, it looks like he's going to be back in it from the original. He was the uh, environmental guy from the very first movie that mm-hmm. was trying to shut them down. And uh, but, yeah, he's been spotted on set. So that's that's pretty exciting. Very cool. We also have some more uh, news. Uh, speaking of The Conjuring, actually, the fourth Conjuring movie has an official title that will be The Conjuring Last Rites. Uh, there aren't really any details or release dates available. I've seen release dates as early as like late uh, summer of this year. Um, but if I had to guess, it's probably going to be an October release date just because of yeah. how they have released them in the past. Yeah, probably. Just spooky month, obviously. Got to have spooky movies. Um <laughs> but Warner Brothers has also confirmed that Beetlejuice 2 is forthcoming. This has obviously been speculated for, I, I would probably say, years. Um, but it is rumored that Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder will return for the sequel. 
and that Jenna Ortega will be joining the cast. I swear, Jenna Ortega is in literally everything. She, yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I, I will say, I think that she's kind of like developing like that Jamie Lee Curtis vibe in the modern day because she's in yeah. all these horror movies and stuff, which is great. Uh, I think she's a great actress, so I'm really glad to see that she's getting more work. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think she'll fit into Beetlejuice too because she gives me very a uh, Winona Ryder in the original vibes. So I, I think she's yeah. going to. I think the intent is she's going to play. The Winona Ryder character's daughter is the rumor, and, and it makes perfect sense to me. It, it just it fits. Absolutely. That sounds good to me. All right. And then lastly, Warner Brothers has also announced that they are developing a Final Destination 6. Um, you heard that right. The movie that made you afraid to drive behind logger trucks is making another movie. <laughs> <laughs> Still to this day, every time I see one on the road, I'm like, yep, I'm going to the other lane. Will not do that. Uh, that's This is... Uh, no, no way, no how. Hey, one thing, though, I, it's not on here that I, I forgot to bring up, that we did talk that we're going to do Pope's Exorcist next week. The original intent, when we were planning things, we were going to do Salem's Lot, because oh, yeah. Salem's Lot originally had an April 21st release date, and it's just gone now. It's it's Originally, it was supposed to be September of last year, then it kind of got shuffled, and then it was April 21st, and now it's just not on there. No one knows what what's going on with Salem's Lot. There's no news. There's no rumors. Uh, there's nothing out there. Everybody's like, hey, what's going on with this movie? They showed a trailer last year at uh, some, you know, conventions and some uh, whatever you call it, the, you know, where they the show off you know, expos and different things. And now there's nothing. So, I mean, the, the, the latest I've heard is that perhaps they're they're pushing it to the fall and that it might just now just be a, a streaming release uh, for kind of a fall streaming, you know, around the spooky season uh, hmm. instead of instead of now theater. Who knows? But uh, man, hopefully they don't just scrap it and table it and all of the Batgirl and just put it in the can and don't do anything with it because man, I'm, I'm, I'm super psyched to see the uh, Salem's lot, you know, remake as a movie. So. Yeah. I, I was going to say, cause I, I remember you told me that and I, it's just like, I don't know. I, I don't know like what it is with, with like COVID, but I, I feel like since COVID, like there have been so many movies that this has happened to where they either enter, enter like a perpetual development stage where like they just get stuck in this developmental hell or they get tabled and tabled and tabled and then just disappear. Cause there are lots yeah. of movies that that happened to. Um, I think, I don't know. It's just crazy. Ever since COVID happened, 2020, I feel like it's been happening in an exorbitant amount rate. So yeah, like, yeah I've where, never I mean, seen Salem's Lot though. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really good. It was, I mean, it was original, originally a miniseries based on a Stephen King book, but uh, you know, it's I I don't know. Maybe the maybe the production company, the the whatever. Maybe they just thought, hey, we don't want to go head to head with Winterfield. We don't want to go head to head while Mario Brothers is rolling over everything and everything else. Maybe they just felt, oh, we need to find maybe for lack of a better term, a, a weaker release date, you know, with less competition. Yeah. So they're just kind of kind of backed it off. Going to look at the calendar. I mean, to me, it. I think if if you have a movie like that where you're, you know, it's not a huge release, but it, but it can, you know, it can overperform from what you expect. It makes more sense to have a fall release for a movie like that yeah. to me. So maybe that's the plan. Maybe they're just going to, to hang on to it and whether it be streaming or whether it be theater or whatever, it just hang on to it to the fall uh, when it kind of fits the season a little better. And, you know, they can hope to you know pull in a few extra dollars based on the Halloween season. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't fault them for wanting to make a little bit of money. But uh, in any news, um, or in any case, I should say, um, keep an eye out for all those releases. And uh, we're going to move into some birthdays and upcoming anniversaries. 
we do have a few birthdays, actually. Actually, quite a few. May 2nd, 1965, we have Ari Lehman, who is the young Jason Voorhees in the original Friday the 13th. We also have April, pardon me, on April 29th, 1972, Derek Mears, who is Jason Voorhees in the 2009 Friday the 13th remake. April 27th, 1973, we have Andrew, I'm sorry, Andre Gower, who played Sean in the Monster Squad. And then yeah, you ever seen the, you ever watched Monster Squad? Um, I don't think so. Is that like an oh, animated? You, no, 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 it's not. It's it's from the 80s. It, uh, it's, it's a must. It is a must. It is such a good movie. It's such a fun, such an 80s movie, but it's got, it's got your classic universal monsters in it. You know, there's Dracula and Frankenstein's monster and, and Wolfman and the creature. They've tweaked the designs, obviously, because they couldn't use the copyrighted designs, but it's, it's very good. It's, it's very, very good. Very fun. Uh, it's, it's, I love this movie. It, have you never heard the line Wolfman's got nards? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's a part where they kick the Wolfman in the balls and the one kid's like, Wolfman's got nards. It's, it's funny. I've never but yes, seen you have that. To, you, you have to watch it. It's especially it's it's just a great movie to watch in the fall, especially around the Halloween time. But it's but it's good enough to watch anytime. It's fun. I got to I'll have to check that out sometime. But I've never seen that. I'll have to I'll have to give that a give that a curse review. Um, and then uh, lastly, we also have uh, on April 29th, nineteen eighty one, we have Alex Vincent, who is uh, best known as Andy Barkley. And the Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 2, blah, 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 blah. You know, all those movies. He's been in all of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's the original Andy Barkley, not the Child's Play 3 Andy Barkley. Um, and then we also have a couple of upcoming movie anniversaries, just in case you want to do a, a rewatch of some of these. We have May 2nd from 1957, The Curse of Frankenstein. Obviously, I'm sure one of Dave's favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we also have April 20th, 1964, Mothra vs. Godzilla. May Another 1st. of Dave's favorites. <laughs> oh, can't, can't beat that. Do you, I was, was going to, do you like the old ones, like the old Japanese oh, ones yeah. or like yeah, the yeah. American ones? Yeah. Uh, no, love the old Godzilla movies. I, but I grew up on those. See, I mean, that's, they were on, uh, you know, they were on TV on the, you know, as the monster movies in the Saturday nights and the horror host showed, you know, Godzilla was in, were in those rotations and stuff. So they were all over the place. Yeah. Love them. Love Godzilla. Um, we also have on May 1st, 1981, Friday the 13th, part two. Um, obviously Pride 13 part two is the superior of the first and second movies. Um, <laughs> we have May 3rd, 1996 the craft. Uh, that's a good one. The craft is, uh, it's interesting because it has all these like actors from that time. Um, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sydney Prescott's actress. I always forget her yeah, name. Nev Campbell. Yeah. Nev Campbell. Um, I'm pretty sure they had, uh, the girl from Feruza Balk who is from Waterboy, um, as, long, as well as Skeet Ulrich, and a bunch of other people. It's a really interesting movie. I actually recently watched it for the first time like a couple years ago because I had never seen it before. Um, yeah. Fun fact. So uh, April yeah, April 28, 2000, we have Scream 3, um, which is often the uh, lower of the rated Scream movies. Um, if you're curious where that landed in our rotation, check out our Scream episode. And lastly, April 30th, 2010, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the uh, remake. One of my favorites. Absolutely. Well, that's a lot. <sighs> that is a lot. That is a lot. Uh, not really any <laughs> upcoming releases coming up. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, May's kind of a, so far, May's kind of a dry month. There's just not a lot, it is. you know, theatrically or anything else. Now, the streaming services typically release their schedules and stuff uh, the first of the month. 
So hopefully, you know, we'll get some gems there. Uh, but uh, yeah, theatrically and stuff, they're just, man, May's kind of quiet right now. So we'll see what happens. Yep, absolutely. And then hopefully, you know, in June, it'll pick back up. But uh, but yeah, so I think that covers everything for news. Um, as always, make sure you check out those movie anniversaries. Um, it's always a good time to do those rewatches. Uh, but coming up, we do have our review of Evil Dead Rise. Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and welcome back to Listen to Their Screams. It's review time, and we are talking about Evil Dead Rise, the new release that is out in theaters now. It was released on April 21st, 2023 in theaters. It is written and directed by Lee Cronin and is starring Lily Sullivan, Elisa Sutherland, Morgan Davies, Gabriel Eccles, and Nell Fisher. Uh, Bruce Campbell does have a voice cameo in this film. It's on one of the recordings they play. He is the one saying it's called the Book of the Dead for a reason. And Lee Cronin has stated publicly that uh, in his mind, that is definitely Ash Williams. That is just a one you know, he's lost in time uh, in his thing. So it's pretty cool. That uh, Campbell has, you know, that little cameo in there, at least a vo- you know, voice cameo. Uh, thus far on its opening weekend, the movie grossed $23.5 million box office on its opening weekend, which exceeded its expectations. Uh, this garnered the movie the number two slot for the weekend, uh, still behind <laughs> Mario Brothers, who is, <laughs> you know, and deservedly so. Mario Brothers is just rolling and uh, still, still up there at number one, which is to be no surprise. Uh, but this movie was originally planned to release straight to streaming. Uh, but it performed so strongly in test screenings uh, that it was moved to a theatrical release. And I'm looking like the uh, the right move, because I believe if I read right, the uh, the budget for this movie was like 19 million. So it's already, uh, you know, getting ready to turn start turning profits uh, even after the first weekend. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It has been said that there will likely be future Evil Dead movies, but now that they will probably be every two to three years, uh, not like 10 years apart like they have been so far. Uh, this is a, a promising sign. Uh, and they're excited to really expand the franchise into the future. Uh, director Lee Cronin has stated that uh, 1,720 gallons of fake blood were used in this movie. Uh, I wonder how many of those were just in the damn elevator scene. Uh, that was that was pretty wild. I mean, there, there was a lot of blood, especially the, la- the, the last part of the movie. Uh, it's like it really picked up. The last. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, the pizza place in the movie where the kids go and pick up the pizzas. Uh, it was called Henrietta's. And that is a reference to Henrietta Nobi, who is the demon in the basement in Evil Dead 3 or Evil Dead 2. Excuse me. Uh, All the characters uh, names in this movie were named after actors that previously appeared in the Evil Dead series. Uh, You can look that up. There's lots of articles out there that explain uh, whose names they pull from and et cetera. Uh, This movie takes place in a building called Mondi, M-O-N-D-E, which is an anagram of demon. And this is the only Evil Dead film to not feature the 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88 Royale vehicle. I looked for it. I watched for it the entire film because I really expected it would just be parked on the street or something, you know, off to the side because that car is in every movie. And uh, I never saw it. And they're saying it's it's not there. That That's a little disappointing to me that the, they couldn't have squeezed it in somewhere on the street or something. You know, there's a couple of scenes outside. Right. I felt like they could, or and, and even in, and in the parking garage, there was scenes in the parking garage for the building. I felt like I, they could have put it in there. I, I will say, because I, I was curious about that too, because I was like, you know, hey, why is it not in there? Um, I guess Lee Cronin just decided he just didn't want to put it in there, but 
he did model the colored scheme of the chainsaw mm-hmm. at the end chainsaw. to to match the uh the old yeah. the old oldsmobile <laughs> yeah i did notice that with the chainsaw i, I kind of thought oh i wonder if that was intentional and i thought it has to be intentional you know i mean everything's intentional in the movies nowadays but so yeah, yeah there was that i I get it. I still felt like they could have slipped it in there and it would have, you know, been kind of inconspicuous, but just, just there, but, uh, whatever it is what it is, but, uh, so be it. So let's, uh, let's talk this movie. I want you to go ahead and kick us off and, and tell us what you thought about evil dead rise. Absolutely. Um, so let me preface it by saying that I absolutely loved it. Um, evil dead rise it, it, in a lot of way, you know, it, it, I will say this, it wasn't nearly as scary as I really anticipated it to be. Um, I, I think that uh, I really hyped myself up to think that this is going to be like the scariest movie on this earth. And don't get me wrong, it still was plenty scary. There was plenty of like, you know, spookiness in the film, uh, but it wasn't like overtly scary and it wasn't, um, you know, stupidly scary either. It, it really uh, differed from a lot of the other source material for The Evil Dead. I will say um, one thing I really did enjoy about this movie is that they really they did not hold back a fucking ounce of anything. I mean, they really went all the way like they were killing kids like I mean, they (laughs) they just went balls to the walls nuts in this movie. And it was great. Um, Honestly, this movie, in my opinion, um, because it's one of those things that you kind of think about when you watch the original Evil Dead movies is, you know, yeah, okay, these are a bunch of, you know, teenagers, young adults in the woods. You know what I mean? Uh, that's basically the the premise of like the Evil Dead one, two, and then the remake, right? Evil Dead three is a whole different story. You know, the Army of Darkness, yeah. but uh, basically the the synopsis is they go out of the woods and they get fucked up by some demons. So I like that they didn't go with the um, traditional in the woods angle. Now obviously they had that sort of as a as a cold open. Um, they had sort of that lead in to where you you see the yeah. pe- the people getting killed in the woods. <laughs> Yeah, um, that, that that shot was great too. That uh, you know how it was that I don't even know what you call it, that zoom shot where it's like traveling over that creek. And that's very much a, a nod to that the first movie and how it opens. That was yeah, cool. absolutely. No, you know that's one of those things too is that Lee Cronin did keep is that demon POV where you know it's like zooming through the woods and stuff. And um, but yeah, I mean I think this movie definitely differed from the other movies because it didn't stick to that. You know, kind of, I don't want to say it's tired, but it is a little tired that tired, you know, trope of the Evil Dead franchise of we got to go in the woods, we got to kill some people in the woods. Um, so I'm glad that they didn't do that. They did it in a much more modern setting. And honestly, I think it made it scarier because it made sense, right? You know, an earthquake happened. It destroyed the stairs. They couldn't really get off the the, the floor that they were on. Um, and it was really interesting how they found the book. Now, I when I was watching this, something that really stuck out to me is when they were playing the recording, he said, one of three at uh, uh, whatever of the a book of the dead. Basically there are three books of the dead and yeah. Yeah. They've talked about this uh, when they created it. it. It ties that all these movies exist. Right. Uh, and just because this is not in the essential time, but, but the three, I don't know what you want to call it. The three, I guess, timelines, each one is a different book. Right. And I've actually read, I read an interview where Lee Cronin was talking about how, um, when he was talking to Sam Raimi about this movie, he said, you know, in Army of Darkness, Ash comes upon three books. Uh, one of the books he is intended to take, two of them he is not. So he said, he's like, in my mind, one of those books is Ash's book. One of those books is the one from the uh, 
2013 Evil Dead, and one of those books yep. is from for his series. And I think yep. that's perfect because I've yep. always I've long said that you know all of these universes could exist, right? You could take the first Evil Dead movie and you can make that a standalone concept. And, you know, you could then look at the 2013 remake and the Evil Dead Rise and you could combine all of these universes. And honestly, I have a suspicion that that's what Lee Cronin is doing, because uh, uh, Bruce Campbell has said that he, he's he's more than happy to reprise his role. He wants to do it one more time, at least of Ash. You know what I mean? He wants to yeah. do one more reprising outside of the TV show. He'd like to do a movie. And I think that they could do a very good, more serious Ash Williams um, within the confines of that, you know, that context. And I think then hopefully the next movie will dive in a little bit more about the three books. And then hopefully we'll get that movie that kind of gets all of them. Cause I'd love to see Mia come back. You know, she's handless. So is Ash, you know, and you have the two people who survived this encounter with the book of the dead. So I really think that you could make a pretty good movie. And I told my wife the next movie would be so cool if like they opened it and it's like that girl hovering over the, the lake and Ash just shoots her in the face <laughs> and she just yeah. like falls in the water. I think that'd be, that'd be sick. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I honestly, the way they did this and all of the context, the backstory, you all, all those little Easter eggs, you know, they're screaming dead by dawn, dead by dawn, which is obviously a callback to evil dead Two, dead by dawn. I mean, and it's just so good. And like, also another thing, sorry, I just had to remember this. I realized that all of the books have different demons, right? So in the original, yeah. there's one demon. And then the Mia, that one, that demon's called like the, the Abomination or something like that. Um, and then the one from this one is called the Marauder. Um, yeah. So yeah, so sorry, I've rambled a bunch. I loved it. I'm super stoked about the future of this franchise because I see very promising opportunities. But Dave, what did you think? <laughs> um. I, I loved it as well. I really, really did. And I, I went into it anticipating that I would like it, right? I, I was really hoping that, but, but you never know, right? You never know how's this going to work. You know, how are they going to pull this off? It's it, when there's, you know, there's no ash. How's this going to, you know, what are they going to do? Right. And this, this movie had, it had everything I like in a horror movie. It, I, I loved being in the apartment. I loved it being cut off because that, it made it very claustrophobic. We've talked about that before, right? When you close that space, that adds, it adds a level to the terror, right? And this movie had one of the most incredible sequences visually that I have ever seen when they shot that scene through the peephole of the door. Yeah. And you could see the people running by and hear the things. And then her, they, it was, it was, it was masterful. It, that the peephole, I was incredible. I loved it. I, I loved how they, I mean, they played on human emotions uh, and everybody acted it so well. And, uh, and it was, and then it was, it was suspenseful and it was scary. And I, I, I sat there and I, I had heard things about, well, this, this movie is, it's, it's, it's gory, right? It's got gore. And I watched, I don't know, whatever, like two thirds of it. I thought, I don't know. I'm not seeing a whole lot of gore. Not what I expected, you know? And then came the third act and I was like, holy <laughs> shit. They, they, then it just went, you know, they went to town in the third act. But to me, it never got it never got too far, right? It never got to the point of just being where you roll your eyes a car. It, uh, you know, I mean, they, they you know, again, we, we've, we've given the spoiler warning, so hopefully people have abided by it. But, you know, they, they feed the thing through a, a wood chipper and this and that. And, and so there's, there's plenty, right? And there's, but there was, there was, 
some of those scenes, which it pulls what it should, and it, it it makes you cringe. I still, even though I knew it was coming and I saw it in the trailer, the cheese grater part made me cringe. I was like, man, that just because this everybody has has grated cheese or grated something and it accidentally got the finger a little bit. You know, it's like imagine what that's like full bore, and it's 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 frightening. Um, this thing, Alyssa Sutherland was amazing. She was absolutely incredible and her facials and everything she did not obviously right there were some things that had to been enhanced right there had to be some things that trickery with the computer and blah 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 there was parts that was all the acting and man she nailed it and it was you could you could just tell people they were they were having fun making this movie that everybody was into it everybody was enjoying it and um you can tell you can tell when the passion comes through in this right and you could tell from everybody from Lee Cronin down had the passion and wanted to do right by the franchise and wanted to do right with the movie. Um, and uh, and I loved it. it. It's a movie that I'm I'm dying to see again. I really, really am. I, I'm already ready to rewatch it. Um, so I, I cannot wait. You know, I, I don't know whether I'll go to the theater again because there's other things I want to see. But I, I can't wait for it to come to streaming because I want to immediately watch it again. And um, yeah. I, I it was so respectful of the other movies. There were so many tips of the hat you know, to the other movies um, and things like that. But yet they, they also carved their own path with it too. And it was, uh, it's great. Um, and it was fun. It was, it was scary. It was suspenseful. It, there was parts that made you jump. There was parts that made you cringe. There were parts that, that made you want to, want to, you know, shed a tear. I mean, you can relate. There was something in there. I think that everybody can relate to mm-hmm. uh, as a person, because, you know, families, you know, families are, families are, they're unique. They're weird. Right. And no family is the same. No family is black and white. And some of the things going on with this family with with dad being gone and this mom trying to do her best. And then with these kids and, and clearly her world is these kids and she's doing everything she can for it. And then they have the pressure that their buildings getting sold and they have to move. And then there's the the deal with her relationship with her sister. And then there's the relationship with or the deal with her sister being pregnant. And, and there's just so many layers of this. Man, that's life. Right. Life. Yeah. There's layers. And. And then just when you think there's all these layers and all these things going on, well, hell, there's a fucking demon book that comes out and just puts more shit on top. You know, stuff happens. Um, but it was it was great. And I did. I liked how because I did. I watched the movie. and I thought, how how are they how are they going to pull the book into this? How's this going to happen? And I liked how they did it. All right. It was it was it was cool. It was clever. It, it made sense. I mean, you know, that's kids that age or that's what they, they're curious. They see shit like that. They're like, oh, hell, what's that? And that's what <laughs> happens, you know, and. And and they tied it in with the, the the kid being a kind of a whatever you want to call it you know a DJ or whatever being into music and vinyl and obviously he saw vinyl and he was going to grab it and he was going to play it and, and see what was on it and uh, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I love the movie. It was great. It was it was a fun fun movie to watch. Absolutely. And, and sorry, you said something that reminded me. I wanted to say this, um, but some of like the like you said the uh, the main the main actress you said I think her name was Alyssa Sutherland. Is that right? Right. Yeah. So first and foremost, like you said, she did a fantastic job. She really sold those lines. And one of the there there are a few things that she did that really was like, oh my god, that's so good. One is when she gets possessed by the demon, right? And and she's like making the eggs, and like she just like very like nonchalantly delivers the, I just want to uh, cut you open and crawl inside of you, and we can be a family forever. Well, first of all, that foreshadows the end of the movie. Um, 
<laughs> for for the like that is absolute abomination at the end. But also like she the way she delivered it is just uh, it's spine chilling. But also when she's trying to resist it and she vomits up all that like white liquid and she's like she like begs her sister she's like please don't let it take my babies and like it's just chilling because like she knows what's happening and yeah. like it's just like that moment of cold hard realization and when she when she comes back alive because they think she died and she's in the bathroom and one of like the absolute this literally gave me goosebumps is like you know I, I obviously I can't do the voice but she's like mommy's with the maggots now yeah and you're just like oh my god like every time like i remember last night i was we watched the movie and we came home and i I looked it up on youtube because it's in the trailer with the mommy's with the maggots now and it's just like whoever came up with these lines like these are just like honestly it's iconic but it's just like you know one of the things that's kind of pioneered with like the evil dead movies is just the most like brutal shit that the demon says right because the demon's trying to get in you know what i mean and the demon will say anything it will do anything it will you know in the original evil dead it it acts like it's you know letting out the you know the real person just to draw you in so that way it can immediately turn on you and like all the movies are like that because the movies will try and play on like that sympathy of the human emotion but this movie even takes it a step further with a fucking child, like a actual child, like a little girl. And she's like, you know, oh, daddy came back and, you know, we're in love again. We're going to we're going to stay together. Just just let us in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, could you imagine from the perspective of that child who's like so confused by their mom being hurt and their family being hurt and like seeing all this traumatic shit? And then like she's like. Oh, no, nothing that little hug and a kiss from you won't fix, you know? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. It's yeah. just it's so chilling, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you brought it up because I was I was going to say, and I, I forgot until you brought it up. There were there were three lines in this movie that I just thought I, – I literally – it's like I popped in the theater for them for three lines. Yeah. And one of them was the mommies with the maggots now. I, that was that was great. Um, and then there was a uh, a line where he uh, – where they, she says – <laughs> come here you you titty second parasites yeah and i thought holy shit that is that is so fucking evil um yeah and uh oh maybe there's only two because i can't now i can't remember what a third I, I was thinking there was a third line uh uh maybe it'll come to me uh but but those two i was like damn those are oh i know what it was it was the little girl when uh she uh when she looks at her aunt i think it's, it's late in the movie and, uh, and she tells her, she says, you're going to be a good mommy someday because you know how to lie to kids. Yes. And I'm like, oh, that was that's so, so brutally honest from a child. And that, that's, that's great. It was so. Oh, but but those three lines, when they when they, and they came up in the movie, I just it made me chuckle right there in the theater. I thought those were great. And um, and that's oh, the thing. None, none of the dialogue and lines. They didn't it didn't seem fake or forced. Even, no. you know, I mean, you know, those those things. I mean, when you take them out of the context, OK, well, yeah. Does it sound weird? Yeah, it sounds weird. But when you're talking about a demon saying them and the way they said them in the context of what's happening. No, nah, it was it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect in that. So, yeah, the other one I, I just remember this was the little girl made that weapon. It was uh, Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I audibly laughed when she said that. I was like, bro, who comes up with this shit? Like, it's so funny. It's so good because this movie still had humor. Right. Like, yeah. it was kind of lighthearted at first because, like, it kind of introduces you to the family. So it's, like, lighthearted humor. But then eventually it gets into, like, that kind of, like, fucked up humor because, like, 
when when she said like nothing a big old kiss and hug from you wouldn't fix i laugh because i'm like jesus christ like what the hell you know and like same thing when she said now get over here teddy sucking parasites you know like you you have to laugh because you're like oh my god like a demon would say that (laughs) yeah it was great it was like i said it was it was i again i know when i talk about movies i always say fun and that's that's what it's about for me right did i enjoy the movie did i did i have fun watching the movie because that's what it, it is it's entertainment uh, and this I, I wholeheartedly did uh, I, I i i had a whole lot of fun um I, I you know i don't do i think it's a perfect movie no because it's still i don't you know it didn't break ground right it didn't break anything new because a lot of this was established through the evil dead franchise and in other movies right. and things but it it put it all together and mixed it up it came up with a, a dish that was that was a you know a, a different take on it it, that I know it's hard to describe. It, it, it's still relevant to the franchise, but yeah. yet you don't feel like you're just watching a, a retread of the old stories. Um, so, but yeah, uh, so I, let's uh, go ahead. Or, no, I was just to say, if I had to tell you though, I'll be honest. I think I enjoyed this kind of remake reboot a little bit more than the 2013 one, um, just because of like how hard Lee Cronin tried to make it relevant to the rest of the, the series. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like he genuinely wanted this because I honestly I can kind of see it a little bit. Obviously, I'm I'm not a lean Lee Cronin mind reader, but, you know, I I can kind of see where he's going with this because I I can definitely see that he has a a long term plan. You know, I I think that he's kind of going, you know, treading off the, the tails of like the Halloween, you know, and the scream success that they've had. And I yeah. definitely feel that he can make more movies, and I and I feel confident that he's gonna. Honestly, if if I had to give anybody like a like a you know like what I think is gonna happen, I think they're gonna definitely tie in these other movies in a more physical way, and it's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be fucking great. I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, I do. I I think yeah, I think this is the Evil Dead you know requel approach. And um, yeah. while while we we watch this one, and we don't we don't we don't have those legacy characters or whatever. I think they're because they're thinking beyond the one movie. And I think, yeah. I think you will see that. I mean, there's so much stuff to tie in, you know, whether it be from the other movies, whether it be from the series. I mean, there, look at these characters in the, in the series, the Ash versus evil dead uh, that, you know, they can bring in a set. So uh, I, I do, I think it'll all, it'll all come together. I think they're going to bring it all uh, to, to one thing and, and unite it. And, but even if, even if they don't, right, even just taking this movie for what it is on its own, uh, it's it is a fun horror movie. Oh yeah, and um, and uh, you really, honestly, you don't need to have seen any of the other Evil Dead movies or know anything about them to enjoy this movie. You can enjoy it on its own. Now, obviously, if you've seen the others, there, it adds to it a little more. But this movie, it, it's good enough independent on its own. Absolutely, and, uh, you you can watch it irrelevant of any of the other movies, uh, in my opinion, and and you could still enjoy it because it it tells the story of what it's doing. Um. But like I said, if you've watched the others, yeah, you can see these little these nods and these hints and the and the ties back and different things that just add an, another layer to it. Um, but uh, what a fun movie! Yes, what a fun movie. So uh, so let's rate this thing, Ike. Um, like I said, I, I fully enjoyed it. I loved it. It had pretty much everything I like to see in a horror movie. But I can't I can't go as far to say that it's it's a perfect movie. Um, you know, be, again, but but to me, I'm going to give this thing a four screams out of five. Absolutely. I, I was I was talking to my wife and we were trying to say, you know, what where does this fall? 
And my wife said she because, you know, now that she knows that I do this podcast and everything else and she's been on the podcast, she also uses the scream rating. Like anytime we see a movie, she's <laughs> she's always like, I'd give that a, so many screams out of five. And she said she's like when we walked out of the theater, she's like, I would give that a four screams out of five. And I got to agree with her. You know, this was this was a four screams movie. You know, if you think about the movies we've given a four screams before, Terrifier 2, Skin of Marink, you know, this is obviously a different movie than both of those movies to some respect, but it's such a good movie. And like, I, I love the Evil Dead franchise. Lee Cronin did such a fantastic job. Everybody in this movie did such a fantastic job. Like you said, it's by no means a perfect movie because there's always room for improvement. I've yet to see a perfect movie. And when we get that perfect movie, I'll give it a five. But until then, absolutely. Four out of five. Evil Dead Rise would 100% watch it again. Can't wait for it to come on digital. Absolutely. Yeah, and I have to say, um, if we're looking thus far in 2023, I mean, there's there's been some good movies. Uh, that yeah. have been out there so far, and here, like I said, we're only in, you know, towards, you know, pretty much through April. Uh, I've got to say, if I'm just right at the top of my head, I'm so far. This is my favorite horror movie of the of the year, uh, thus far. So, and uh, yeah, I mean, I that can change, so. and 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 who knows as the year goes on. I mean, don't hold me to that for when we do the review, because I mean, like I said, we've had some good movies. We've had, you know, we've had Megan, uh, we've had uh, Knock at the Cabin, we've had uh, what else? Cocaine Bear was fun, <laughs> and uh, and you know, and uh, well, hell, what else? I mean. I'm sure there's something I'm th- not thinking of, you know, but, but who would have thought in a movie a year with a, with a screen movie, I really, you know, I, you know, but I was, like I said, I was a little disappointed with that one and, and not so much with this. And, uh, but as I stand right now, as, as if I had to, at this moment, uh, make a pick, um, I'm evil dead rise thus far is my favorite horror movie of the year. And uh, yeah. we'll see what happens with the rest of the year and, and how my, my feelings develop and with what else comes out this year and everything else. Cause we still got some, we still got some heavy hitters to come this year and some fun oh, movies. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling that Evil Dead Rise, because it is my favorite as well so far, but I do have a feeling Evil Dead will be dethroned um, probably by either the Conjuring movie or probably Insidious, if I had to say. Uh, see, see, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say Salt Ten. I oh, I forgot about Salt Ten. Shit, yeah. maybe Salt Ten. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. We still, you know, we still got some heavy hitters uh, to go through the year. Um, so who knows? But I mean, so far, uh, you know, if, First quarter here, uh, the, or whatever. I guess we're out of the first quarter. But anyway, first if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, first trimester. Uh, <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so far through through pretty much the end of April, um, you know, I think it's I think it's my favorite so far. And we do still have the Pope's Exorcist that we're doing next week, which is another new movie. Uh, so we'll see. And uh, I don't know. I but again, like we've said. Millions of times we beat that dead horse. 2022 was so good for horror movies. And man, 2023 is just, it's shaping up to be good too. Uh, it's just so far, I mean, four months into the year and there's been some really, really good movies so far. Absolutely. I 100% agree. So there you have it. Uh, we're big fans. We like Evil Dead Rise. Fun movie. We gave it four out of five screams. Go out to theaters and watch this sucker. And let's keep it strong in the box office that we can be insured uh, that we're going to get <laughs> future evil dead movies so ike before we close and get out of here anything else you want to say mommy's with the maggots now <laughs> is that what it is <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> we've we've had lines that were reoccurring you know gobble gobble motherfucker and I, there's been some others over the over the course of this podcast and now it's mommy's with the maggots 
And, oh uh, yeah, well, yeah. The, the other the other one that stuck with me was like all, all, all of humanity has been judged or something like yeah, that. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, I'm telling you, they, they're, I'm sure there's going to be one if there's not already. I need an Evil Dead Rise shirt with that quote on it. That's uh, Mommy's with the maggots. Uh, that would be great. The uh, same. So <laughs> that would be fun. But again, uh, next episode. We're going to be reviewing the movie that is still in the theaters as well, The Pope's Exorcist. I'm super excited to go see that. So uh, if you want to follow along in our review, go check that out in theaters if you haven't already. Uh, but until that episode, make sure you subscribe to us, rate, review, and follow us on all the social media platforms uh, that we mentioned earlier. It's pretty much all the social media platforms. We're, we're out there all over the place. Uh, but until next week, uh, I am Dave. That is Ike. And uh, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.